Welcome. Today, we are talking about returns. So if you are an author and you are published by a publisher that you receive royalty reports from, whether it's a hybrid publisher or traditional publisher, this podcast episode is for you. If you are an indie author, aka self-published, and you manage and receive your own royalties directly from, for example, KDP or Ingram Spark, this podcast is for you. We are talking about returns in the publishing industry. It's unique. It's frustrating. It's potentially risky. It's one-sided, maybe, on the side of the book retailer. And we have some tips for you. How do you protect yourself? How to understand what's happening in your royalty report and what you can do if you're a self-published author on the distribution dashboard. That's what's coming up in this episode. Welcome to the Ingenium Books Podcast for the author, publisher, changemaker. Being an author is something that you've got to take seriously. You're an indie author. You take the risk, you reap the rewards. You are in charge of the decisions. You're the head of that business. What happens if you start writing your book before you identify your why? What's the problem with that? The Ingenium Books Podcast. Your podcast hosts are Bonnie and John Wagner Stafford of Ingenium Books. Hey, that's us. So, Bonnie, this is not an easy topic. We uh, had a lot of learning to, to do to, to deal with returns. And, and more, more importantly, I guess, is, is understanding how the publishing industry works in terms of what happens when a book is sold. So the book starts with the publisher or the author or the writing the book. And there's a kind of a chain of events that happens so that the, you know, the book is produced, goes to a distributor, it gets sold, and someone buys it. Um, but that's not the final sale, is it? No. Um, and in fact, there's, uh, in reality, the publishing industry from a retail perspective works kind of like a consignment, um, uh, store, store, right? <laughs> so the consignment store, and if you think about this, you know, you, you have your, favorite clothes that you keep in your closet and you don't wear them, you know, one year, two year, three year, finally, five years later, you realize you no longer fit into these clothes. They're in good shape. You take them to the consignment store. Consignment store looks at them and says, yeah, I think this might fit with my clientele. We'll hang on to them for three months. And if we sell them, you'll get this much money. And you go away and three months later, you go back and either you get some money or you get your clothes back. That's how the publishing industry works from the prospect of uh, the retail bookstore. So the retail bookstore will say, hmm, I think that book looks like it might fit with our clientele. We'll give you some money to bring it in. This is all happy day, happy day. Distributor pay, or the retailer pays the distributor who pays the publisher who pays the author. And then six months or 12 months or 18, 18 months. months or 24 or 36, however long later, if that book retailer has not sold all the copies, they will and can return them for a full refund. 
that's where the challenge comes in. Yeah, and I just wanted to make it clear that the the chain of events is is when it, the most important one to understand is that a bookstore will buy a bunch of books in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases from the distributor who has acquired the books from the publisher who has right. developed the book with the author. So there are 10, 20 boxes of these books sitting in the retailer's uh, shelves, sitting on the retailer's shelves. Or in their warehouse. Or in their likely. warehouse. They put out 10 on the shelves, the 10 go, they bring out another 20 and 10 go. And then the next month, only two go. And then the next month, no, none of them sell. Right. So they might start saying, hmm, okay, that, that curve of popularity has now dwindled probably or possibly. Uh, the clock is ticking. Let's send them back. And so there are now 10 boxes that get returned to the distributor. And the distributor then is out of money. So they've got to get the money back from somebody because they, they didn't sell the books. And so they come to the publisher for that. And the publisher then goes to the author. And they typically would be sharing in the return or the value of the return of that. Is that, that that sounds right. Yeah. So this is uh, not getting into what the sharing is. We're not talking about royalty no, split no. necessarily, but um, but this is what, and this is why you may hear that the initial sale to the bookstore is what's called a soft sale. Think consignment store clothing exchange uh, issue. It's a soft sale. It isn't a hard sale until the customer walks into the bookstore picks your book off the shelf, pays, pays at the till and walks out with it. Yeah. That's a hard sale. Now we don't, as publisher, you as author, if you're an author publisher, we don't have visibility on that traffic, nor do we actually want it. If you're selling books at a good clip, you don't actually want to be bothered with, okay, Mary Jo Smith bought two copies for her aunt and uncle. And you know, here's yeah. $7 or whatever. Um, but what the point is, is that until Mary Jo walks out the store and has paid for it, it's a soft sale, meaning it's like a consignment and the book retailer is entitled to a return on the books that doesn't sell. When that return is implemented um, is where some people have gotten into some trouble. So there's a couple of horror stories um, that uh, that I, I am aware of, and it, you can do a Google search and uh, and verify verify these. But um, Brooke Warner, who is past uh, president or chairperson of the Independent Book Publishers Association, uh, and she's also publisher of She Writes Press, she has a uh, blog on this topic of uh, publisher royalty returns, retailer returns, pardon me. Um, and she tells a story about a book that she worked on that uh, Target, the big retail chain, bought something like 60,000 copies of this book that she worked on. And everybody was celebrating. And I may have the number wrong. I'm off the top of my head, but and, and they would have gotten, they would have, they received would have been money paid. That's correct. Sixty thousand so, sales. Holy yeah. man, that's you know, that's let's go celebrate. Let's take a cruise to the Antarctica. A few thousand dollars. A few thousand, yes, yes, give or take a couple of pennies. Um, so everybody was celebrating, and Brooke was like, "Hang on!" And the publisher, thank heavens, in that instance, held on to 
or reserved, held a reserve against returns. And um, it, of course, turned out that I don't know what the time frame was later, but the uh, target returned something like 25,000 copies. So That's they've like been 30%. paid. The, 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 yeah, publishers, but distributors been paid, publishers been paid, author has been paid for 60,000 copies. However, many, six, eight, 12, 18, 24 months later, all of a sudden they have to pay back royalties on 25,000 copies. That's significant. So if you haven't had money set aside, all of a sudden you are in big trouble, which is where we are going here, talking about the reserve against returns. Yeah, and we, um, we, we're facing that now and, and uh, we're starting to pay a lot more attention to it as, as our author pool grows and the amount of books we sell every grows. month grows, we're seeing many more returns. Um, and again, I want to, and I'll reiterate what Bonnie said. It's not the returns from the client who That's opens the book and says, I don't like this book. Yeah. No, it's, it's returns from the, the retailers retailer. who are returning to the distributor for myriad of reasons. And uh, so, um, yeah, I just lost my, my train of thought. Well, because I've got it. I've got something. So the, <laughs> I heard you breathe in there. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly. The, uh, if you're published by an author who sends you royalty reports, I'm hoping that you will see a line item somewhere on your report that says reserve against returns. And I'm hoping that you will see every report that you will see a value in there. Um, and if you don't, it's probably worth asking the question because if you don't see a line item that says reserve against returns on your royalty report, it means that you and the publisher are at risk of having to pay back money that you thought was a hard sale, but turns out only to have been a consignment arrangement. Um, and that at some point you're going to have to pay back money. Yeah, so, so, so I remember what I was, where, where I was going. So we're facing that, now and uh we're paying more attention to it is maybe the right thing to be saying so we are beginning to hold uh money in reserve on behalf of the authors um in recently we've seen more returns than sales on any one of the books that we sell which means Not that everyone no anyone so, on any yeah. one of the books that we've seen yeah. so um which means that uh we may have sold two or 20 books that, that period, but we've got 35 or 50 returns. So there's a negative number there. That means that we're paying the distributor more, more money. And if we haven't hold, held back money in reserve, that's coming out of which bank account and which budget. And we didn't plan for that. Did you as a publisher right. or an author? author yeah. So the purpose of the reserve is to be ready for that day when uh, more returns come in that you expect and you don't, you don't want to be caught out with that. So we're, uh, yeah. following all the guidelines and the, you know, the common practices and, and, uh, making sure that we do that. Yeah. So there's another, another question that, that I would ask then is how long does this last and how, how, how long do we need to, how long does this kind of go on for? Well, it's a great question and nobody knows the answer for sure. And it, of course, it'll depend what your own, um, agreement says with your publisher. So there's a couple of things that I would say that as an author, you want to be looking for. So first of all, does your royalty report contain such a line item? Um, are you confident that your publisher has the 
accounting or tracking system to appropriately be able to make sure that you're withheld uh, the amount that is withheld against your returns, diminishing your risk is not going to be offsetting another author's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a matter of what their system is and what their accounting system is to track that. So you want to just be cognizant of that. It's not a simple thing, this royalty reporting and tracking system. Um, so the, and then the third thing to, uh, to take a look at is what's in your agreement with your publisher? Uh, does the agreement allow for returns? And if it does, what is the percentage? And also, what is the term? So sometimes agreements are silent on the term that they can, that a publisher can, can hold returns. A very, I would say from the research that I've done, and I know that in our agreement, uh, it can be anywhere from two to four years. And again, it, it just, it depends. And the longer the time frame, the greater the likelihood, not guarantee, but the greater the likelihood is that this is a publisher that has experience with the returns. Um, They may do healthier sales um, on an overall uh, perspective because it's the the catch 22. Mm -hmm. The greater sales brings with it a greater risk of greater returns and and getting stuck with potentially larger amounts. So, so, so that's the reserve against returns. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, always worth asking the question, I would say. Um, and then I think if you're ready, uh, I'd like to now move on to talking specifically about a self-published author and something that may or may not be clear, but that plays a role in what happens with the returnable status. Yes. Yeah. And this, this is when you're publishing your book and how you actually tell the distributors what to do with the returns. Yes. So when you're self-publishing your book and, uh, there is no such, uh, setting if you're trying to upload to KDP. But if you're using Ingram Spark, which is one of the most popular um, platforms for print on demand, um, then uh, you're gonna get to a couple of settings as you're uploading your book and you're going to be asked to choose. Are you choosing, are your books going to be returnable? Yes or no. And you don't have to go very far or find do, do much searching till you find uh, advice that if you want a bookstore to bring your book in, you want to make it returnable. Um, I'm not aware of any bookstore that will agree to bring a book into their store if it's not returnable. That means they don't get their money back. They don't get their money back if it doesn't sell. Yeah. So if you say, yes, it, I, I'm going to set it as returnable, then you have another choice. Is it going to be return deliver? Or is it going to be return destroy? So what that means is, yes, I will accept returns and I want you to send me the book back that didn't sell. At whose cost? The author's cost. And so this is why it's usually recommended that you do not say return delivery, but you say return destroy. Uh, now it's kind of sad, all that paper, all those books that get destroyed, but this way you won't get stuck with both the hit on the return. You've already been paid. Now you have to pay the money back plus the shipping, shipping, which is usually more the cost of the book. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends where you are. So, so 
we recommend for self-published authors that you select that you it's returnable and that uh, you destroy you, it, it gets destroyed. So you, at least you won't get uh, hit with that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, all of this might have you thinking, wait a minute, what other industry has a structure like this where essentially the retailer has a money back guarantee? Mm -hmm. There really isn't one. No. So, and I read somewhere, and again, I, I, this was a few years ago, I read somewhere that this practice um, came about, I think it was during the depression and uh, retailers were looking for help hmm. and that it was something that was like, okay, we'll do a temporary measure. And then of course it just never went away. Um, so it's decades old practice. It's global. There isn't anywhere in the world that doesn't operate this way um, in the book retail or in the, in, yes, in the book retail industry. Um, and yeah. there's, you know, lots of little pieces of efforts that you can look at, you know, various authors and publishing organizations who are, you know, lobbying and trying to make changes, but uh, hasn't changed so far. Yeah. There are some strategies though, that will help you as an, an author um, diminish the risk of returns. And, 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 and some of those things might be, taking the books yourself to a bookstore. You might know more about this than I do, but uh, if you take the books to, to the bookstore, you've got a, a much a direct line communication with that bookstore. Um, they might take them on consignment, but they'll call you up and say- Same, same. Yeah, but, but, they won't, but they won't pay you for them. So there's no, you didn't give them money, they didn't give you money. You leave them there, and when they don't sell them, they just give them back to you. So you're minimizing the risk of a surprise of having to pay money back. Yeah. And, you know, that is, uh, um, it, you can always walk into a, your local bookstore or every one of your local bookstores, depending on where you live and take your cell sheet and take a copy so they can see how nice it looks and how professional it looks and propose that they, that they bring it in. And that works for that local yeah. area. Um, but if you make your books available globally through Ingram Spark, you are going to have that decision about making it returnable or destroy or deliver. And if you do that, you're not going to know. All you know is Ingram Spark on, you know, their reports will say 276 author, uh, copies were mm -hmm. sold. You mm -hmm. don't know where they were sold. You don't know if it was 276 to, to one retailer. You don't know that. So there's no way to mitigate against returns yeah. that way yeah. with the exception of you are working your network you are working to be visible you are talking your book up i mean all the things to you know you're you're trying to get media interviews about the topic in your book um all those things that many authors ask questions about and mm -hmm. sometimes get tired of having to do but you know the more active you can be and the more visible you can be the more sales that you're you're going to have but i i we forgot to say one thing about on this self-published author so that's on your dashboard when you're setting it up to make those choices and understand the implications of doing that and the the next thing is you put your own 
at least 35% aside. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that don't consider all the royalty money that you get paid as gravy. Um, same way you probably should be putting taxes aside uh, for any other kind of income. If you keep yourself a 30%, yeah. 25 to 35% reserve against these returns, um, the risk is yeah, and, lower and then after with a bill. And then after a year or a two or two, you'll you probably won't see as many it. returns on that particular book. Uh, you might yeah. have a series of books, so you know then you can feel a little safer after that time yeah. period has has passed. Yeah. Um, but with new books uh, and a new publish uh, date, uh, the sales are going to be high, and they're going to you know remain high, and then slowly, and that's when the returns are happening. Yeah. You know, uh, months after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to do a quick recap of the of the high points because this we could talk on mm -hmm. about royalties and reporting and, and returns and returns yes. like but it's you know yeah. we don't need to we don't need to beat the horse oh that's a terrible saying mm -hmm. no that's not what I we would never beat a horse no. um, but anyway so the summary is publishing industry is unique. Because book retailers essentially have a money-back guarantee. They can bring books in and they know that if they don't sell, they can return them for a full refund. may not be fair. That's the way it is. That's the way it's been for decades. Um, there are things that you can do. If you're a self-published author, you put 30 to 35% of the monies you do receive for royalties aside in the event that you get returns. If you're uh, represented by a publisher and you receive royalty reports, Make look sure for that line item, reserve against returns. And rather than thinking, don't mistake uh, that line item as something that your publisher is doing to you and they're hanging on to your money. This is a prudent move. They mm -hmm. are protecting you and them in the event of, uh, of returns, debit or clawing back of money that may come later. Mm -hmm. uh, all this is because the book retail industry operates on soft sale versus hard sale. The initial sale to the book retailer is not a final sale. It is a soft sale consignment. Mm -hmm. Only when the customer walks out uh, of that store, paid. after having paid, is that considered a hard sale? And then the money is truly yours. Yep. And independent author, when you are uploading your book to Ingram Spark, for instance, and you have a choice to uh, select the return button, yes, because that's when your book is going to get moved from a distributor to the retailer. They're going to say, yes, if I can return it, I'll, I'll buy it. And secondly, make sure that you're making the right decision about either destroying it or having it shipped to yourself. Which destroying is destroying. it. Destroying it is the, in our opinion, anyway, the, the right, the right uh, way to go because then you're just going to get charged that much more for having those books shipped to your address or to, to yeah. wherever you need them. So return and destroy. Yeah. Set aside your own reserve, reserve fund. fund. Uh, check your royalty report from your publisher. Make sure it has a reserve against return. Thank your publisher mm -hmm. for doing that mm -hmm. and protecting both of you. Check your agreement with your publisher to see what it says about their ability to hold on to uh, an amount uh, a reserve against returns and whether there's a time frame. Open a dialogue. Yeah. 
And visit your bookstores with your sales sheet. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to listen. And we do have a blog that goes through all of this. You can find it on our site. We'll put the link to the blog in our uh, show notes for this episode. And uh, if you have any questions, we'd be happy to answer the questions. And we hope you found this helpful. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ingenium Books podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, but also consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, where you can see these episodes in addition to hearing them.